Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ricky Sachs with the last word on Spurs. The first word, I guess, is welcome and thanks for joining us. And uh, why do you think Tottenham has been so patient, shall we say? So, lovely chaps. Absolute pleasure to join you tonight over here from the UK. Why do I think Spurs have been patient so far? I think a lot of it's due to Spurs. I think they're trying to move players out before they bring players in. And as you can see with the recent transfer rumours going around this evening, a lot of it seems to be a case of, again, Spurs trying to move players on before they can bring players in. And Pochettino seems to be focusing a lot on trying to get rid of the players he feels maybe not committed in the squad before he looks to bring in those maybe one or two real key additions that are going to help this squad. But my biggest concern, chaps, I'm being honest with you, is because of how late we've left it, I'll be honest, I'm not quite sure now that we're going to get those one or two real top, top players that are going to be able to push this Spurs squad on. I personally think we've left it too late to bring in the big names. Ricky, who are those players that need to leave Spurs, in your opinion, need to be shown the door? And who would you like to see come in? Look, I know there's only sort of 24 hours late. I know uh, 24 hours left. I know they've left it very late, Spurs. Are they going to be able to do the business? Who do you want in? Uh, if I talk about the players that maybe you suggest who are going to be going out, I think for me, who I'd like to see go out in terms of leaving the club would be the likes of Musa Sissoko, Vincent Janssen, George Kevin and Kudu. Those are the kind of names I'd like to see maybe depart the club. Who I do think realistically looks like they're going to be leaving is the likes of Musa Dembele, Danny Rose, Toby Adeverald. And my biggest concern with those guys leaving is that these guys, you could argue, OK, the likes of Danny Rose and Musa Dembele, they're, they're filtering somewhat in terms of their game time. They haven't had much last season. We saw Dembele towards the end of last season. He just couldn't really hack it, the physical side of the Premier League. Danny Rose, for whatever reason, it's been a turbulent 12 to 18 months for Danny. I personally just think he needs maybe a new challenge. And with Aldo Virold, this is always a sensitive one for me because I do think he's still one of the best left, well, best, sorry, centre-backs in the Premier League. And I've always been of the stance that Spurs should not be selling one of their best players to Manchester United. But having said that, if the player wants to go and Manchester United are the only club that wants to buy him, 
then I think Spurs have got very little choice but to sell. But having said that, I really want Spurs to push, push hard to see if they can get Anthony Martial in return for Toby. I think there's got to be a, a stance here where Spurs say, look, we can't just keep selling our best players season in, season out. We have to, at some point, you know, start saying, we want to start adding like a big club. Spurs have finished the last couple of seasons, second, third. If you want to start being considered as a big club, you have to stop sending your best players. And I think for Spurs generally, if Alderweire wants to go, they have to push hard to get Martial in return. Well, let's talk, if we could, a little bit about defense first before Martial. Is the arrival of Davinson Sanchez making Alderweire a little bit more expendable? Or if they do let him go, do you also expect them to make a push into that back line? Typical one, because I think at the time of signing Sanchez, I think Spurs had one eye on the negotiations with Toby. And it's been no secret that Spurs have been trying for a long, long time to pin Toby Adeviro down to a new long-term contract. The negotiations were going on while Spurs were pursuing Sanchez. So Spurs full well knew they had an idea that Adeviro might not want to commit his long-term future to Tottenham. And Sanchez, if I'm being honest with you, chaps, I didn't expect him to have such a great first season as what he has had. And I think the likes of having Jan Vertonghen next to him, his mentor, he was absolutely marvellous for Spurs in his first season. I expect him to be even better next season. But you asked the question, having Sanchez there, does that maybe mean we could be, you know, full to allow Toby to go? And I don't think that's the case. I think Pochettino likes to play the free at the back. The issue we've got now is that if you are going to let Adeviro go on the last day, who are you going to get in for equally better or an able-like replacement to Toby. And I just don't see the players out there at the moment with you know the window within its last 24 hours tomorrow who Spurs are going to get in of the same level. There's been links to De Ligt, but I don't think Ajax want to sell him. Harry Maguire, Spurs are linked, but I don't think Leicester are going to sell him after selling Mares. I just think Spurs are in a real difficult situation where the only reason Pochettino will maybe let Alderweire go is if he does feel he's going to be of a detriment to the squad rather than a benefit. Just... Going, talking about the English players in the Spurs team, Ricky, do you think there's going to be a World Cup hangover? Look, I know England got to the semi-finals. They did better than expected in terms of how far they got. But will Ali, you know, people like Ali, Kane, Trippier, will they suffer because they, they played through the summer or are they being given a, a longer holiday? Will they start at the beginning of the season? How, how is Pochettino dealing with those players coming back from the World Cup? And obviously not just the English guys either. Yeah, well, I think with regards to the English lads first, I do believe Harry Kane has already come out and said he's desperate to play that first game against Newcastle at the weekend. You know, Kane, it's renowned, isn't it? He hasn't scored in August. I'm sure he wants to get that final monkey off his back. You know, he scored in the World Cup, hatfuls of goals with the Golden Boot winner. So you could probably argue the final kind of check for Harry Kane to mark off his sheet is just scoring in August. So I'm sure he's desperate to play. I think Deli Ali also is working hard on his fitness also feature against Newcastle. Wouldn't be too sure about the likes of Kieran Trippier and Eric Dyer. I don't know where those players are at. I'm not sure if Spurs are going to risk throwing them in. And Spurs are in the middle of a midfield crisis at the moment. I think we've got Eric Lamella injured. Victor Wanyama is injured as well. Moussa Dembele, we don't know where his future is at, like I've spoken about. So I think there's some real concern for Spurs going into the Newcastle game. And we mentioned there about the Belgium lads. Again, we're not too sure about Toby's future, as we've said. Um, so it's a real difficult one for Tottenham. I do believe the Tongan, I think, personally will play. Hugo Lloris will be buzzing off the back of the World Cup, so you'd expect him to feature. Um, Serge Uria, there's a case there maybe where he'll come in at right back for Kieran Trippier. But in answer to your question, I think because of the way Spurs' players performed in the World Cup, 
I do think it's going to be more of a positive vibe rather than a negative one because of how well these players have done. You know, to have nine players Spurs-wise in up to the quarterfinals, the semi-finals, and a final, it's been a tremendous representation for Tottenham in that World Cup. And I think it could really, really only boost Tottenham going into the start of the season. And I do believe on Saturday we'll have enough to beat Newcastle with the squad we've got. Well, let's take a look at the midfield because you talked about some of the obvious ones. Uh, Brozovic was rumored today. You, you talked about Martial. <laughs> um, Grealish wants to come, then he doesn't want to come. Oh. They want to sell him, but they want more money. Uh, how important is it to get a midfielder when everyone's focused back line and front? Oh, absolutely essential, because I do believe, regardless if Dembele doesn't up staying for maybe, what, a further three months until the January window, I think Spurs long-term have been really trying to identify a strong central midfielder to be able to take the reins once Dembele does depart. Grealish isn't, you'd say, that kind of player for it. Jack Grealish is a young, upcoming player. I think Pochettino likes him because he's young, he's English. You've seen Pochettino's track record of English players. He always improves them. But again, we're talking about a player here that spurs for, what are we now, two, three bumps throughout this summer. We seem to be penny-pinching at this deal. You know, Spurs, you would argue, could have had the player for cheaper than what they may be having to pay now. And Villa have come out today and said, you know, they're not going to sell him. Again, there is still a day of the window left. And we've seen clubs still, even say once they've said they're not for sale, they've still gone on and sold them. So I don't believe that story is just finished yet. But Spurs are running short on options in central midfield. And we're running short of targets as well, to be honest with you. We've seen Kovacic today go to Chelsea. That would have probably been my ideal pick. If you said to me, which central midfielder at the moment out there would you like to come in? For me, he would have been top of my list. I think Pulisic is another name being linked to Tottenham. But we're in a difficult situation, chaps. I do want to see Spurs make a deadline day signing in central midfield. But I think the key thing for Tottenham is they've got to be better players than what we've already got. There's no point bringing players in if they're not going to be of an adequate standard that we've got or going to improve the squad. Because that's where we've had this situation now. We're trying to move players on. The likes of Sissoko, the likes of Janssen, the likes of Nkudu. It's all very well just bringing players in, but they've got to be up to the standard and better than what we already have at the club. Ricky, we've talked uh, an awful lot about the, the players on the field. How do you feel Spurs are going to deal with the transition from Wembley into White Hart Lane, yes, an old stadium, but a, a new old stadium, a location anyway. Do you think it will be a smooth transition? And what have the Spurs players and management been doing to, to make that a smooth transition into that new stadium? It's a good question because we saw last season the transition from the old White Hart Lane to Wembley, that it did take Spurs a while to adapt. And again, there's no guarantee, you know, when you get a new stadium, I remember West Ham going into their stadium and Arsenal going into their stadium, they, both clubs didn't hit the ground running. So it's certainly not going to be easy. However, we have got an absolutely mouth-watering game to look forward to as the first one, Liverpool. And you do just feel if Tottenham could get a positive result in the new stadium against Liverpool, that could really kind of set us off going. Because um, we saw our final season at White Hart Lane, we went unbeaten for the whole season in that ground. And I think... Spurs want to get back to their own home. Wembley was great for Tottenham last year overall. You saw our league position. It didn't affect us too much, but it wasn't home. We're hoping this new home is going to be amazing for us to have that wall of Spurs fans in there, 62,000 Tottenham fans. It's going to be absolutely incredible, the noise. We just hope we're going to be as close to the pitch as what we was at White Hart Lane, because I think that's what terrified opposition players, opposition supporters, was the noise Tottenham fans would generate and would really become that 12th man. I think that's going to be a key, key part into this new stadium, the adaptation to it. 
And I think it's all about really just to answer your question. If as long as we hit the ground running into Liverpool, there's absolutely no reason why, you know, the new stadium couldn't be of a benefit rather than a hindrance. Talking to Ricky Sachs, again, speaking of what West Ham went through, uh, that's something I'm sure that Spurs fans are wondering. Uh, from the last word on Spurs podcast, and I want to say getting back to, to a new White Hart Lane, um, just getting back to where you belong. Below Arsenal in the table. St. Totteringham's Day is coming back. I can tell you that because <laughs> oh, no, it, unless not. something happens over the next 24 hours, to watch Torreira come in, to know that we have Obama Young, to know that we have uh, Lacazette with a year under their belt, to see Gendusi, who, you know what, every club on earth by the end of the season is going to be going, we could have had him. Uh, I feel really confident in Arsenal this year. If you're a Spurs fan, I know you have hope. I know you like what Pochettino's done to this point. But admit it, aren't you just a little bit concerned that they've just been sliding through this transfer window? Oh, just to answer the question first before I bring it on to the arsenal Tottenham debate, I am concerned by the lack of transfer activity. Like I said, I think at the start of the show, I'm absolutely astounded because, again, to roll it back to Pochettino's post-match comments against Leicester on the final day of the season where he said Spurs need to be brave, we need to be different... I think every Tottenham fan were of the assumption that meant Spurs were going to be different in the transfer market. It was going to be bringing in players early so Pochettino had the time to work with them, to adapt to the way he wants to play and how he wants to get these players into pre-season so they're ready for the first game of the season. So believe me, more than anyone else, I'm absolutely baffled how we haven't made any signings yet. We're going into the transfer deadline day, having to probably pay over the odds for players because we haven't moved earlier. In relation to your second point, where you asked me about Arsenal, I've got to be honest, my friend, you guys aren't of a concern to me. When I've seen the business you've done this summer, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't see where you've brought in top, top players. I think you've brought in players of what I would consider to be the Europa League standard, where you're playing oh. So, I Oh, that hurts. Well, I just honestly believe, I don't think Spurs, we should be looking higher than Arsenal. And that's no disrespect because we've finished above you guys for the last couple of seasons. I don't see where Arsenal are going to be a threat this year. You know, you've got a new manager. He needs to get his feet in under the table. Don't get me wrong. What I would say about Arsenal is at least they have gone out and they are addressing the areas in their squad where they feel they are weak. Spurs haven't done that. But do we know the players Arsenal are bringing in are actually going to improve them? I think the time will tell at the start of the season. But um, honestly, I'll be honest with you, hand on my heart, I don't have a massive concern over Arsenal. My biggest concern is where Spurs want to push on. I don't see us changing the lights of the Manchester City. I fear Liverpool may start moving ahead of us now because they have made some signings. And again, yes, you don't know how proven they are, but they brought in a new goalkeeper. They got Van Dijk in the previous window where they were you know, defensively lacking that quality. They brought him in. Spurs have got a real, real big 24 hours, less than 24 hours ahead of them to try and improve this squad so they can get closer to Manchester City, if that's even possible. Well, we do appreciate the time, Ricky. It was fun. And uh, we'll, I, you know what? I'll look at the table and see if we invite you back when the year is up. Uh, <laughs> I've enjoyed the sparring session. Hopefully I'll be able to speak to you very soon. Uh, Ricky Sachs from The Last Word on Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.